Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So, one of my favorite pieces of news recently that happened. <laughs> so good. <laughs> news footage, I guess you'd call it, was on Fox News on the Ingram ish, whatever the fuck yeah. she calls it, Laura Ingram hour, yeah. or whatever. She had on. Um, uh, uh, two people, w- one who turns out, I-, I did some research, one who was named um, Arthur Shaper of a group called Mass Resistance, which the Southern Law Poverty Center called a hate group. <laughs> <laughs> and the other uh, was um, a man, and I didn't put his name down, but he's, he an, a, gay he's a gay Christian author. Yeah. Neither well, he sounds these, fun. Well, neither of these people really, it, the whole thing makes no sense. So the idea is that Laura Ingram was using that moment to talk about drag queen storytelling hour which has become a thing that's popped up in a lot of places in a lot of cities it was at drag con as well where yeah. drag queens are literally reading to children in libraries at and it's all voluntary mm-hmm. and if you want to bring your kids you bring your kids and yeah. Yeah, that's it yeah so obviously it's a not it's not a very um complex idea you know uh-huh. it's all voluntary no one's being forced to do this <clears throat> and so she did a very sort of you know of course a Laura Ingram uh sh- where you know it was like she was doing it to piss people of off, course. but at the same time it was like she was like, "But I don't have a problem with yeah, it." Yeah, it's very fa- it's fascinating. It was a fascinating segment to watch, and uh, in that she tries to clearly gaslight the viewers by making yeah. it sound horrifying, but then yeah. at the same time, her right wing nut job Arthur Shaper is so nuts that she uses that opportunity to make herself sound more tolerant, which is wild choreography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the 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 gay Christian author sounds very reasonable and 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 well I I don't know about that even I when you sent me this video I mean I had heard there was there's been a lot of anger anger on the right over drag queen story hour just because they're so afraid of these drag queens because they associate drag with like sex and sexuality well, he kept calling and, it adult illicit entertainment yeah there's, and he the, said why not they're just adult pull? they're adult entertainers <laughs> he said illicit illicit homosexual men allowed in a library adult entertainers yeah. our president is fucking porn stars yes. right about drag entertainment here. Drag entertainment, this is adult illicit entertainment, to put it mildly. And we're having these entertainers reading to children? Why don't we, why stop there? Why not have pole dancer story hour? How about having porn actor story Uh, hour? And this is just nonsensical. Yes. Anyway, and and I didn't even, in the first viewing of the segment, I didn't quite even know if they were if the gay guy was even for it or I not know. because it's he wild. was so and they do this fox news does this he's they tepid do, he's tepid he's meek, meek. he's he's like yeah. not quite engaging at all and this one yeah. fucking nutcase on the other side <laughs> yeah. keeps interrupting everything he's saying and then he tries to promote a book what was it called the, bu- I, the book was called something like the it's homos- literally called like oh the health hazards the health hazards of homosexuality I, wait, by the way, i looked up the reviews for that book oh, they well, are in is it at amazon self-published uh, it's on Amazon, and it's, it's literally mass it's like his group. a million wow. five stars and a million one star <laughs> reviews, <laughs> <This dude's>, <laughs> and <laughs> just this dueling battle of, of you know, mostly bigots and 
angry faggots that clearly didn't read it. Yeah. And it the was, table of contents really is delight. hilarious it's in and funny. of itself. Because I did a little bit of a deep dive into Arthur Shaper, the the, yeah. the right wing nut, and he's a lunatic. By the way, a Canadian, which I I love when one of these guys is a Canadian. Yeah, they can't because vote it's for always, Trump. It's well that, but it's also like everyone always fucking shits on Americans for having all these nut jobs, which of course we do. Yeah. But then, yeah, you've got some fucking nut jobs Canada up there too, it. guys. Yeah. This guy was a substitute teacher who was fired because uh, apparently he was pretty shitty to the children. He was taunting yeah. the children. Taunting Wasn't the children. Wasn't the incel movement started in Canada? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but it gets even better with this guy. Well, yeah, because then he got fired and then um, he ended went to up work working for to Vons? Vons at the grocery and he got store. Fired for, at Vons I as well. So this is this is the crazy nut job. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. and he's currently unemployed. Currently collects unemployment, but yes. also rallies against uh, federal benefits. Yes, that federal benefits. <laughs> I I love. I mean, I was when you sent me this video. I, I think I texted you back, being like, I love I love the idea of Drag Queen Story. I've been dying to do it. And watching this video, actually, I contacted Skylight Bookstore, and I'm doing it. Oh, at, good. Oh, I was fun. so like angry about this. Not ang- I wasn't really angry. I was just more like. There's just something about connecting with children, and from a queer perspective, I don't encounter a lot of children in my life. Well, and as the queen who they interviewed in the in the piece, it's very funny. I mean, it, they're trying to sh- obviously shape it to look bad, scary, dangerous, yeah. but they really couldn't find any material to look like that because it's literally children listening to dra- a drag queen reading a book. Yeah, and even and they used a clip of a of a queen saying, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically saying like. If the kid want, if a child wants to come hear me read, that's great. And if a child, a, a boy or a girl, feels different or special in some way, and they take they take uh, 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 you know enjoyment in seeing me and, yeah. and feeling special in that way, then great. Great. Like, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. inoffensive, like thoughtful, kind thing you yeah. could possibly say. And to say. a kid, to a kid, like looking at this drag queen, they're not looking at. Sure, they might think it's a woman, or they might think it's a clown, or they might think. Who cares what they think? All they're thinking is, here is a sparkly, shiny, dramatically looking, fun, painted person. It's a fun person to look is at. Reading I, it, and who's funny and smiling and happy and like it's all about <clears throat> fucking joy. Yeah, the mm. greatest thing in the whole piece too, is that um, in, is that you can hear when he's not responding on camera mm-hmm. Arthur Shaper is like you can hear him like salivating or like muttering under mm-hmm. his breath about the gay guy who's talking yeah. oh it wow is so like, crazy. like 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 a petulant he goes, teenager oh, yeah. he goes oh brother oh, that's not true and you can tell Laura then Laura at the end of the segment Laura Ingram gets pissed at the, right. at the crazy one really because, because he holds up the he's book hold, he's like I hate and she doesn't say oh I hate when people come on here and promote products or whatever she's like I hate when people props. come here and put up props yeah and by the way he arrived with Plenty of but you also props. you have a quote in here, Elliot. You said yes. that Laura Ingraham's gay brother has called her. Her brother a monster. calls her a monster because, yeah. um, as the editor of a conservative newspaper at Dartmouth in the '80s, when she was a student there, she sent a, a, a reporter to record a closed meeting of closeted students looking for support <laughs> at their GSA. That's, that's pretty gay straight re- alliance. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. gay straight alliance, and she released. The transcript of the meeting, which literally, like, that's... Outed. It that, outed yeah. kids. It outed kids, which is, that in and of itself is right. crazy, right? Crazy. Then it actually sparked a criminal investigation for wiretapping yeah. and a violation of privacy rights by the New Hampshire State Attorney General. <laughs> so it's not even like this 
what, crazy, you know, invasive, creepy, scary thing that she just mm-hmm. caused. It actually created a criminal investigation. Yeah, yeah. Dartmouth and, is the conservative ivy. We all know that. <laughs> is it? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just, I mean, that is, and so that's why her gay brother is completely estranged from her, calls her a monster, yeah. and says, has compared her to a Nazi and, uh, um, uh, and everything. It, it does feel like in some ways, like, Fox News and a lot of conservatives are really just like throwing social issues out there like spaghetti on the wall and seeing mm-hmm. what sticks. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. they don't have a narrative, right? There's not outside of immigration. They, there's nothing for them to truly rile up the bases and get crazy yeah. about. And so they're trying with drag queen story. They're trying with abortion. They're trying <laughs> the with wall. Um, the wall. They're trying with so many different things. And as I'm Brent, sure a lot of them are working, by the way. And I'm yeah. sure, and, and yes, a lot of them are working. But like it's like they need something else. This one, I mean, and they do these segments to try to see if it works. And we all know, like we live now in a world where clearly Fox News is on the right. It's in the back for Trump. Network. We, we, we get all know it. This. Like, yeah, the, we, we're in you know post Daily Show, Sambi. We we get it. But you see him. I see a moment like this. I see this clip. It's literally a circus. I mean, it's so it's mm-hmm. actually funny because it's so crazy. But then I stop and think like. So not only is this like their content, but they put this this guy on yeah. TV. Like yeah. they gave of all the people to give a platform regarding this, he has nothing to do with children, nothing with literacy, yeah. education. It's like he literally can't be around children. He's he's can't be around kids. Yeah, yeah. and this is like he's who they give a platform. Being around they give him a platform, and then he holds up a book that's a a wing a nut nut job book about the dangers of gayness. I think the only result you can take from this is like if you know people with kids, if you have kids, take them to Drag Queen Story Hour. In LA here, turn turn off Fox News. But in LA here, we have uh, Pickles the Drag Queen who like does a lot of like Story Hour for kids and it's really, really fucking adorable. And uh, yeah. And And I can't wait for me to do it. So turn off Fox News and go check out Pickles. (laughs) Yes, Pickles the Drag Queen. Yes, do it. Not even joking. Abby, how are you? <laughs> I am good. You have a new yeah. dog. I do have a new dog. Desi. I'm like concerned. I'm hoping they're okay in that room with him. Oh, yeah. Sure. Great. You got oh, everyone's yeah. good. Great. How new yeah. is Desi? Two and a half months. Okay, oh, it's very new. Oh, wow. Is Desi getting enough smooches? I think so. How okay. old is Desi? He's at least five. Oh. So you adopted. I did. Nice. I did. And how was that process? It was... Um, actually very seamless once I went for him. I, you know, my previous story, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which was why I was terrified to sure. adopt a dog. I, I, I know I was going to get into this, but it's in the book. So sure. I adopted a dog like <laughs> when I was devastated yeah, and like very heartbroken. And I adopted From a relationship. A, yes. And yeah. I adopted a dog. While we were shooting mm-hmm. Broad City, like on a Sunday, yeah, and then I, I was like, truly, like this will be the thing I need. Mm-hmm. This is it. And then um, it was terrible. It, like, did had the the adverse reaction, mm-hmm. or I did, where I was like, this is the worst thing. This dog is making yeah. me even more depressed. Oh, like, no. I can't c- take care of the dog. I can't take care of my. It was just a fucking yeah. shit show. And I should have just fostered the dog. Yeah. And I adopted it. I only had the dog for a week. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's tough, and especially in a moment where you're super obviously busy, but also you're you're emotionally sort of <clears throat> challenged. Oh, it was like emotionally more than the the busyness. I because I could have yeah. like gotten you know oh, whatever, yeah, but whatever. it was like 
uh, it was like one of the stupidest things I, I could have done. It really I'm is so... like a child. I mean, you have oh, to prepare. Sure. You have to prepare your life in a certain way and know that you're gonna give up some of your life for that pet. I'm mm-hmm. so. I, I really want to get a dog. I want to get the exact kind of breed I had growing up, Gordon Setter. I follow this Gordon Setter on Instagram. <laughs> I only like pictures of Gordon Setters on Instagram. <laughs> And yet, I am. You only like Gordon Setters as the, the dog, the one dog <laughs> the breed. One dog I like. In general, I do think your dog's cute. Thank uh, you. That's but a micro your dog is cute. Thank but you. But I do think, like, I'm too afraid to get it because I, I think it would change my life too much because I would feel guilty leaving it ever. Yeah. And See, yeah, you get over that. I don't feel yeah. that way. Like, I could have, I was out, I brought him here because I was out all, th- like, it was just complicated for me to even get home when I picked him mm. up. Cause I, um, but anyway, I don't feel that way because I'm like, he was, he's from Tijuana. He was living on the street. Yeah. Like, I'm Desi. like, he's loving life. And by the way, yeah. if you leave for two, like, even if you're home with Desi and you're not even playing with him, He's not gonna like look for a book to read, you know. Like, and I, and I swear to you, I've had at my dog Atticus for eleven years, and there are still times where I'm like, oh, I feel bad leaving him now. And it's like, well, if I was there, he's just gonna also like sit with me. Yeah. So it's not like Truly. he's gonna like not get work done yeah. or something. It is hilarious. <laughs> even I haven't even had him that long, and I grew up with a dog, but I am like, oh, so you're just. You're, you're just, just gonna there. still lay there. Yeah, you're just like, there. I was like, well, should I come up with activities for yeah. us to do? <laughs> I've, I it's have those moments. Hiking. Yes, it's, it's just, just hiking. Yes, it's just hiking. Right. I saw this picture online on Twitter just the other day, and someone put a like a nanny cam type thing in their home, you know, mm-hmm. and it was situated at the door. And the when while they were away, they would check it on the nanny cam, and the only thing that was there was the cat and the dog just looking up at the door, waiting for the <laughs> yeah. person to come home. Oh, yeah. no. oh my heart. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I died. (laughs) No, but I feel really good. And in L.A., like, I still go back and forth and I have to figure that out because he's too big. I got to, like— Back and forth between L.A. and New York. Uh Yeah. But here, it's like, I could be like, oh, I want to go. Let's go get breakfast. And I can just bring him. Yeah, everything's the best. You can bring him everywhere. very— Yeah. Yeah. Have you you gotten to the point yet where you've used— Desi has maybe brought on a romantic potential relationship, potential date in a dog park or anything oh. like that. Do you think? I have definitely used think, that yeah? as bait. Do you think that, that I has hope happened so. for me? I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the answer is? Though? Oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait, Elliot. How many guys have you met from Atticus? Um, I've met like two. It's yeah. not a lot. But, I yeah. am like a little. Uh, so it's 0.0001% of the guys. Yes, but I was going to say a dog park often forces you. Oh, those people are crazy. I know. No. And that's my. The no. thing is, is uh, I haven't taken him to a dog park yet oh. because I'm. He does like. Like at uh-huh. dogs. Oh. He doesn't ever bite them. He's like mm-hmm. missing a lot of teeth. Yeah. But uh, like I just. He's been socialized, and he, he goes to, like, a place if I have to work all day. Oh. But the dog park is, like, everybody's loose and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Who, it's scary at what, first, but, your I, dog? but I People promise dog it gets are fun. crazy. No, not they here. They are crazy. I yes, think they especially. are crazy. Yeah. You do? I mean, people... I think people are just kind of nuts everywhere. Yes, I agree. Am I... I don't know. Maybe I would go, like... 
with someone else to a dog park. Yeah. I feel like the anxiety I don't think I feel like of a free-for-all. They the feel like a free-for-all. It, it does. The anxiety of the owners at a dog park. I have seen in, in Silver Lake, in Hollywood, I have seen crazy fucking shit from dog owners screaming at other dog owners because they don't want their dog roughhousing in that particular way or they don't want their dog playing in that particular area. Really? Or doing that. Yes. These people are insane. Yeah. It's like, no. it's they, a dog. Let them fucking roll around. They also bring the dog to the dog park and then they're like he's humping my dog yeah. and it's like what do you they the dogs think they're in like a fuck fest yes. if i if i right? was if i was going to go to if i was going to go to a dog park i would have one of those like dog the bounty hunter pepper spray cans like those huge oh, cans oh you'd, you'd set up a thing i like... would it would be like holstered on my belt but then like if anyone like got weird i would just like kind of pull back my shirt to show off the pepper spray <laughs> and then i would like you remember that you remember the, how he ha always had pepper spray that was like a, out of a cannon yeah the bear pepper spray the bear oh, pepper yeah. yeah 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 that show was so dumb anyway let's let's move i had on. someone at, at a dog park i'm sorry i have i'm sorry i have to share this one thing because it's the, the weirdest thing that probably pissed me off about a dog park i was in silver lake i was going through chemo i was really sick i was with brian my friend brian and i was sitting there with him and the dogs were all playing and this woman speaking of microaggression from another episode this woman came up to me and was like you know dogs can smell Depression. <laughs> Jesus. And I was that and I was looking funny. I was looking sick and like I was bald and I wasn't looking good. But, but you had you were bald from cancer. Uh, yeah. And she said she could the dogs could smell oh, depression. Wow. That's, That's crazy. As if to indicate I was in a good place. <laughs> and I was just like Oh, I oh, interpret it oh, like I, yeah, you need up. to get out of here because yeah, you're breathing the dogs. She might have, down. She might have done like, that what? way. I was I, so I like I wasn't on my it. prime like wittiness, you know what I mean? So I didn't have any comeback for her. I was just so she might have meant it that way. I don't know, but that's why I hate dog parks. Yeah, well, that's a perfectly valid <laughs> Maybe I reason. Maybe should try it. Yeah, yeah. weirdo. I try it. Um, well, I guess because you're here, and we are, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I I thought it would be fun to talk about like queerness and like your journey to queerdom or whatever. Mm -hmm. My very <laughs> quick journey. <laughs> yeah, you made it. It was a pretty quick journey. It was a very quick journey, and I, I just was talking about this. How do I? I how do you identify? You know, I I usually identify as queer, but mm -hmm. I technically am bi, and I don't like to erase that label. Sure. Yeah. It feels as though I'm erasing it if I don't use it, like other people think I am. That's yeah. Fucking... See, my experience of, of you is that you've just been yourself for as long as I've known you, and when you started to date women as well as men, it was people around you I don't mean people we know per se, but like the world, people were like super annoying and weird about like wanting to give you a label, wanting to like nail it down. And okay, so you were on um, a late night show and the host was, I guess, I mean, you explain it better than I would, but it felt like the host was sort of pushing you to almost setting you up to say that you were like dating a woman or dating women. And it felt... Uh, like a creepy sab sabotage, but I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... Yeah, I think I was in a relationship at the moment. Right. And it was like, uh, it wasn't a secret, but I also wasn't <clears throat> going on this late night show as I promoted Broad City to be like, guess what, guys? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also this. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to make a, like a statement because yeah. I felt... I don't know. I I felt like I still was my like I wasn't that, like yeah. 
I I need the world to know. You right. know, like yeah. it was right. just like who I was, and everyone in my life knew. Um, but it, there were these call-ins, like yeah. live call-ins, <laughs> yeah. and it was so pointed. Um, and it was like that's so uncomfortable. Abby, like, have you ever dipped into the lady pool? Ooh. Mm. Which, by the way, is like what? What is that? You know, like, and what I is don't that like, and I didn't like. I really like Alana. Didn't it was like I'm not gonna. At that point, I was like, I was you know conscious. Oh, I guess everyone doesn't know that, but I, I didn't know what I was gonna say. And I, as I was about to say something, it's Alana, live. it's live. It's live. Yeah. Alana said something. She's like, "We're both, you know, super <laughs> duper queer, or whatever." Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it just kept going. And I actually said something to the host, who I who I love, like who I think is the sweetest. I was like, you know, I am dating a woman right now, and it felt like the caller knew that, and it was like trying to get me, mm-hmm. and. He, a gotcha moment. It felt like a gotcha moment. And it didn't, you know, he didn't <clears throat> seem like he was actively trying to do that. But, um, like, I don't think gay, he would do that. I will I say, know. gay people I've noticed, and Elliot, you actually have a story from this from just last night. Gay people love bringing other people into the gay fold. Mm. And you were on a date, Elliot, and you, and you met someone who was like, I know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Zach Efron, Zach Efron is, gay. is gay. And I was like, okay, and yeah. It's, it, for me, it's like, let us he's just one more guy who's not going to fuck me. I don't know why I care if Zach Efron is, gonna, <laughs> we do is gay have, or not. But we I do, do think gay obsession. people like to do that. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an obsession with <clears throat> making everyone gay, sure. And there yeah. is that. And there's a part of it that's catty and whatever. You want to sure. think that Zach Efron's gay because he's hot or whatever. But then there's another part part of it where we think that there's a responsibility for this public figure to be out. Like, for example, when Anderson Cooper was, everyone was speculating about Anderson Cooper's sexuality. And I, it always bothered me for years. I, everyone knew he was gay. We knew in New York that he was gay because we'd see him walking fucking poodles. His boyfriend like, owned a he, gay bar. Yeah, his boyfriend owned yeah. a gay bar and he owned poodles. Anyway, and he, but yet he, I never felt the need for him to, come out because he's a journalist this isn't his life his life isn't about and then he got the talk show and it became a little bit different but still it's not my he doesn't owe me anything to be out to me right and i and and i've always agreed with that i've thought it's not it really isn't our place to out somebody unless they are working against us working against us like an aaron shock or you know someone in politics who's actively trying to make our lives harder yeah i I completely agree where I at that moment I was like wait I like let me do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that... and I wasn't even like I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then when I actually did do it because you know I you know I was writing this book about this road trip I took after I was heartbroken with the fucking dog and mm-hmm. all that shit <laughs> and I I was doing an interview for a different project. Mm-hmm. Totally different project but it was at the same time I was writing this book, the interviewer was like, which is, this is the weirdest, like, avenue to go to. We're talking about a uh, a dark heroine movie. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so, Abby, I mean, how are you single? <laughs> like, truly talking Oof. about heroin addiction. She's like, how are you single? You're such a catch. Oh, my like, God. Like, what kind of guy, like, are you into? What's your type? And it was for Vanity Fair, and I was like... 
oh, no, still no one knows this about me. Mm -hmm. This is a, and I was in my apartment and I was just like, okay, I'm going to just, and I stumbled through. I was like, well, you know what? I actually, I think I said, well, I actually go both ways because I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I date men and I date, you know, women and men. And so, you know, my type is all over the place. But I knew that that would be like the Twitter clickbait. And it and it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it was because I didn't say I like explained what bisexuality is. Yeah. People were like, she did not. She's not like. See, that's my that's what's wild about it is that experiencing you. You've, it's just been a very organic process to watch you just date who you date and, and live your life and not feel a need to, I, I don't know, like make proclamations and t- tip people. You know, there's there's no like strategy to it. You've just lived your life. And it's interesting to live in a world now where I feel like Alan beyond what we were dealing with years ago with mm-hmm. with with wanting to people wanting to out Jodie Foster people wanting to out Anderson Cooper Nathan now... Lane apparently Nathan Lane is gay <laughs> no wait hold on I can't believe it <laughs> you mean to I own? just read that today I said no fucking no way, way. No way. someone outed him Someone apparently <laughs> on the internet, on a message board, someone said Nathan Lane is gay. What I'm just saying, it, I think it is. It's we've gotten to a place where that the old guard of just wanting to out somebody has now been replaced by this sort of super. I guess left version of it where it's like, how dare she not say that she is this yeah. and explain it and it be her identity? You know what I mean? Like, but I do like they're on the flip side. I kind of get it because. Like, okay, so this past weekend I was in Toronto doing a talk about that book for, like, Toronto Pride, even though I think it's this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, the woman was interviewing me and was we were talking a lot about this. And then I met all these people after. And it when you think about who is out, there, like, are there's not a lot of people. Yes, yeah, that's and true. And so I do get, like, I don't know, like, I feel bad a lot because I feel like my experience has been so easy breezy. I'm like, okay, wow. (laughs) My options just have opened up and and everyone is like happy about it. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've like, I didn't, I think it was me clearly just not being aware my whole life, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't struggling with Mm -hmm. this. So I think that I wouldn't have been able to have it so easy if these other people you know, in the industry hadn't obviously, like, come out and it was difficult. Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. But I think that people just want that representation. They want it they so want, badly, well, yeah. they, I think they want the representation, but I they also want, I mean, you know, you were a character that played a version of yourself, a loosely based version of yourself, and they identify with you and they have and there's that emotional connection and the way media has gone where podcasting and it's it's more of a personal connection you have with your audience in a way that they feel invested in what you're doing now and, and and they 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 see you and even though like I wrote this thing earlier this week for Newsweek about like how Woody in Toy Story 4 pairs a rumor that he's bisexual or something and huh? he's not it's a whole thing like who cares but the thing he's, is he's is like what, what, doesn't, what doesn't matter is Hilarious. like we as a viewer the viewer can see you Abby on Broad City and and be like well she might be bi I don't know and you can connect in that way you can it's a character you can make her whatever you want you can make Woody a fucking bisexual Poly dude Pan, as Brent like, said Polly it's Pan okay yeah. and 
And but we want that label. It's that emotional connection, and it runs deeper now because of the internet and I how actually, we can connect with people. I, I, I hear you 100. percent I don't know if it's emotional. I think it's power. I think people oh, want. Think so? I think people want more folks or numbers in their column and it legitimizes them more representation i'm not, I'm not saying yeah, yeah i'm not saying this makes anyone a monster i'm just yeah. saying i think it's power motivated i um, i mean i think there's part of that but there's also you know you think of the audience of even just broad city and you know it's primarily it's queer it's women it's uh, people of color it's there's there's a whole level and so all of all of those people and curious <laughs> all, all of those groups Probably are marginal. all the polypencurious <laughs> yeah i think every, every person in this country yeah, is there but all of those groups are marginalized <laughs> communities where they don't have a lot of representation in other outlets especially among our political leadership and so they look to entertain entertainers to get that yeah. you know and it's i can um, see it running deep so i know i remember you did a show at UCB years ago about summer camp, right? Oh yeah, like and so long ago. Was <laughs> what was it called? Abby goes to camp. Welcome to welcome, welcome to, camp. to camp. Yeah, yeah. What like did that? So it's funny because like, was there any ever times? Because I never had like a summer camp experience. It's very much a Jewish uh, thing. But were there any yeah. ever times when oh, I don't talk to Jews? Was there ever <laughs> times when like at camp, looking back, you're like, I wish I had. Been more exploratory, explorative, not or camp. not a camp. You don't. There was I, so much. There's camps, so much like kid um, hookups at camp. Right. I mean, I was. About. I loved like. Did you I hook up with boys? Guys yeah, at yeah, camp, yeah. But I was now looking back. I'm like, that's not where I wished I hooked. Like, yeah. No offense to my friends in <laughs> camp, but like, what sure. was your camp like? It what, was, what was? I, you know, it was a it was a sports camp. So, but. A sports camp full of Jappy Jews. So yeah. I was like the best athlete. <laughs> yeah, you like, were tomboy. In high school, in high school, I couldn't like stand up to anybody playing sports. They all like went on to play at like, yeah, um, right. What's the, the Georgetown? Oh like, yeah, University one. of Michigan. Yeah, we're they went to play Harvard's like of the Midwest. Huge yeah. school. Like all the girls played like lacrosse and like yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. Full scholarships. But when I went to camp, it was like Abby's the best <laughs> soccer player. I was like, Woo. Yeah. But I was definitely a tomboy as a kid. But that I picture of you at camp is so cute. Like just the picture from the poster where you're like holding the t soccer ball. <laughs> yeah, they, they so had you cute. like hold a ball. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely a tomboy. But also, I think I had a brother, and similar to Alana, like yeah. like Alana followed you to do like comedy, Anything, yeah, and I or... followed my brother and played sports and did art, and I mm -hmm. basically just did exactly what he did, and at camp it was like even though the like the girls were very jappy they still all played sports so there wasn't like i it didn't feel like there was like a divide yeah i can ver i can if that makes sense. be uh uh forthright in saying that i distinctly remember as a kid not knowing that i was not knowing that i was gay but being deeply intimidated by female athletes <laughs> like, like just being just knowing that it was like that's not my crowd it's not my thing that's not my safe space you know like so i just funny. i didn't really did know they scare why you like everything else did well they, yeah, oh yeah but i was but as, even like as i got a little bit older into like high school i was like petrified of girl athletes Wanting to date With bigger me, bigger muscles than you, <laughs> because I was like, they're gonna, I, they're, they're gonna be like, you're, you're afraid they're gonna be like, well, let's go have a catch. Yeah, so, well, something, yeah, yeah something, something where I'd be emasculated when I outed. When I converted a couple years ago, like Jews, like I to thought a female I would, athlete, yes, yeah. to a female athlete. No, when I converted, I thought I would like, you know, of course, 
people would be talking about Israel and all these things. No, mm-hmm. every fucking Jew talks about camp and yeah. their camp yeah. experience. Yeah. Jewish, we call so, it Jewish geography. I feel yeah. so left out, even though I hate the outdoors. I feel so left out of camp. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't go to sleepaway camp. I went to day camp. <laughs> yeah, I went to day. I did go to day camp. Day what camp? was your? Did you? So then, presumably, you don't hook up at day camp. Like, what was your day camp? Wait, you did you could. hook up? Wait, did you camp? wrestle Wait, with you girls? Did you traveling like <laughs> travels? Alana did the did oh, oh, did okay. that one. I was too afraid. So by the time I was thirteen and she was <laughs> t- nine. T- nine she was going to whatever that that part of the camp was like traveling and i was like nope i'm just here for the day where you would like go for 3 days <laughs> yeah. somewhere yeah, yeah. that's where you could hook up wait 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 but yeah. if you wanted but, but, to where, where did you hook up cuz you paused there yeah did you hook up at day camp i mean like kid kid stuff <laughs> what did you do nothing i just had like a, some girlfriends oh i wait some girlfriends Abby, you know that elliot from, uh, we don't have, what as of first grade was wrestling girls <laughs> it wasn't wrestling we were like making out. Brent thinks it's in the, like the first funniest. grade though you were making out. Yes. Yes. And he says in his says, underwear. Wow. He says You're that's what he hooked up with a girl. L. That's like fucking. Big I had time. girlfriends in nursery school. Oh, there's God. videos. But that you. makes sense. Like yeah. you would be the kid that all the girls would be obsessed with. Yeah, exactly. Because he's sexually unhinged. I was truly deeply in in love with Whitney, and she is now. She is very sweet. She wrote me a a sweet birthday note on Facebook, and she's a lesbian welder. And so it, oh, right. it all right. kind of worked that's out right. like as it that. should, yeah. cosmically well, speaking. That is, oh. that's, I don't, I've never heard of another one. Like, I there know. obviously are, but yeah. that's a. Yeah, no, it's real. Um, was there a choice to make Abby buy or start dating women on Broad City, or was that just, did it just happen, or was there a distinct choice to do that? No, there was a distinct choice to do that. Um, and I think that was. You know, Alana and I talked about what what major growth we wanted to have happen in the last season. And that was the big thing for Abby, besides really wanting to change and and move and, and try to go after this other thing. And I really wanted to give that to the character. You know, I share so many details of myself with her. I think we are we are very different. But that there's a the scene in the in the hospital is like, it feels pretty me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I did kind of, you know, um, the, there's a scene after where Alana is just like, Alana at her best, where she is like freaking out to the side. Very excited that Abby's by. But very upset. Right. Yeah, like uh, like she's going back and forth. <laughs> but the it was really like the realization of, Oh, I'm into this person. The only reason I'm not asking them out or going for them is because they're a woman. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's what really happened to me. The first right. time I dated a woman, I was like, wait, I if they were a dude, like I would ask them out in a second. What am I doing? Like this is so dumb. Yeah. And it you know, in my That's scary though. I mean Oh, it's terrifying. And in my real life I was like, okay, why I mean, you said it was I was I like, fuck, why didn't I do this in camp? And I, once I was like, wait, I do like women. I was so bummed that I didn't date women. I went to fucking art school. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. truly, like. Could have had mad pee. Well, just like, I, what was going on? But also, I think even me, like, dating women too makes me, like, more open in general. Sure. Like, mm. more like, this is actually who I am, even if I'm dating a dude. 
or you know what? But it's if interesting because even even as you're as you're sort of setting this up, I'm like I'm thinking about what it w- what it would be like, which is obviously a foreign notion. But like, what if I like really thought a girl was the greatest, and I and I was also attracted to her? It mm. would it would take a long time for me to like come to terms with that in a strange way because I've lived a certain way for so long. And to know yourself that well, to be open to that. I mean, that, yeah. that it takes a it takes a strength of character to see that part of yourself and to move in mm-hmm. the truthful direction. Yeah. I mean, it. What I also am someone who's like not a relationship person and I'm like, well, why is that? You know, I'm I'm very picky and like mm-hmm. and so it what it did feel like. I was at a point where I was like, I'm going to like put myself out there in a different way with men. And then this happened. And then I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the show, I wanted to give that. But also, you know, I and I, I hope this like comes out the right way. But I think that my character, if anything, I don't know why she kept getting dumber as the seasons went on, but I do read in real life, whatever. Um, I think she is, if anything, extremely relatable. And so there was something that I liked that totally unintentionally, the exact thing that happened in my life happens almost to the viewers Mm -hmm. while in in their relationship with Abby, where it's like, I hoped that they— they could see through Abby like, oh, not that everyone's going to be like, I, I, I'm queer, You're but right. a little bit like, you know, I relate so much to this character and she's having this realization about herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a moment of reckoning, but it's also casual. Yeah. In a way that you it, want the world to be exactly, casual. Exactly. Yeah. So I was hoping that people would, I don't know, it was almost like a, like a snake attack of being like, Oh wait! It can also be like this. Yes, mm-hmm. um, it was. It's sort of like an ambush. So, like, let's say we're at Vietnam. We're in Vietnam War. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's right. like an ambush of uh-huh. uh, a village of children. I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this? No, I do think I do think that there is something about like allowing a character to be vulnerable, even if it wasn't always in that character's sort of story like that vulnerability that deep vulnerability wasn't always there allowing that character to be vulnerable and people then seeing that and realizing like oh well, I can maybe do that. I can do that or not even just so much be queer but like understand that maybe you're in a job that you hate or maybe you have this group of people that aren't doing or just maybe you well, things or... in your head that you've been thinking about yeah. and not really acknowledging and the, and... and the fact that queerness is is becoming more and more and more accepted in media people can see what you did on Broad City and then take it in a different way. Truly, this is like the biggest compliment from this episode. I'm so happy this is happening right after I went to Toronto. A girl came up to me after and she was like, "I just went through like coming out to mm. my friends and my family and she was like, this is crazy, but the way that I came out to my friends was I asked them to watch mm. episode five. Right, yeah. And I didn't have to tell them. Yeah, yeah. And that's I was so like, cool. that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> really cool. Maybe like, what if they start doing like, that like in public chills. schools? <laughs> <laughs> There's We're so watching many a very special episode like of Broad City. I have a friend who just went through a breakup, and I told him to watch an episode of The Office. Like I, there, yeah. there are just there are episodes and moments and things that really touch you that say yeah. more than what words yet you, you can say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you like? Are you like? Did you did you change your? Because you're somebody who like takes on something and wants to like explore it. Have you like changed? 
like social like have you like explored like hanging out with women like more (laughs) queer women or in in like entering different spaces or you're just kind of continuing to like live life exploring new spaces you know what I mean right I think uh, I guess I'm like I have more queer friends Uh just from like what like previous relationships and stuff but I don't feel like I could I don't even know if there are like gay women bars but I don't feel like I could go to them that's the thing I mean and and that's so I yeah. yeah I don't I mean dating and that's a whole other like part sure. that's difficult for me sure um because it is a matter of like feeling it's very contemporary to ask yourself how much of an identity do i have to carve out now that i have this in my life mm-hmm. and do i need to do that is that like are those the rules you know and i think you are somebody who has again casually kind of let it happen in a way that hasn't felt you know strategic or 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 super stressful it's just kind of organic yeah i don't know i mean i guess i do feel drastically different than four years ago sure you feel free you You feel feel free just like i do and and other things in my life have changed too but i just am like oh i'm just more myself like Mm. not even just that being a truth about myself rather than i don't know yeah yeah but i don't I maybe other people notice if I've changed. Like, I don't, I don't know who I. I I don't I would I don't yeah I don't know. But I I will say I think it is shitty that there. I don't think there are. I don't think there's one. Lesbian bar in L.A. There's but, lesbian nights, nights, but there's no yeah. bars. Yeah, I mean, well, there might be one in the valley. I think I've heard of something I, I in the think valley. There is one now. Yeah, and I just don't. And someone feel is opening like one too. I could do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, but often because, I don't feel like I can. But do not that because with, yeah. it's a lesbian bar, but because it's a bar. Wait, why? No, no, no. Just because I, oh, I already, I have like major anxiety mm. in terms of. Like dating kind of sucks yeah. when people think they know you already. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know anything about you. <laughs> and like this we're start we always start on like a weird yeah. place. I and I it's me. I have mm-hmm. more anxiety probably than anyone I'm dating, but it's you weird. Should only it's date fucking weird. famous queer women then. Yeah. <laughs> Did you when you when we did um the all three of them the yeah. pride <laughs> the uh, the um the pride parade in New York did one year did did we did I only did one year but the, I think you guys did it two years in a row did there feel like a did you feel any like difference you were between, away the first year yeah because um, I'll say for myself like as somebody who often has a lot of issues with the community I was like surprisingly moved oh it's when I was on the float like. I told the guys I was like welling up looking at like old people in like they they think it's funny but old people in folding chairs I was like yeah. oh, they're you're here like, it's beautiful <laughs> but it, it, but it well, was because it, whenever you go whenever I'd gone before you're like in a yes. you're like seeing like a sl- sliver of <laughs> yeah. like a street and yeah. you're like there's crowds this was like hours and hours of hours. seeing people like loving it, it was just crazy it was wild. see now i would be crying too but only because i'm not in the crowd like what? i would be i would be very happy to not have that anxiety of standing in a crowd <laughs> oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. i would be sweating yes. tears of joy yeah, yeah. that's that the I'm, truth though. I'm in a well-positioned airy area brent famously <laughs> doesn't like 
parades. He says it's entertainment from the 1800s. <laughs> True. Really, just standing and watching people walk walking. by. It's basic walking. It, it yeah. is basic walking. Slow walking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see a float, or there'll be like yeah. a balloon. A guy doing a like. Yeah, like doing the drugs. baton. I'm yeah. like, okay, a baton, a baton is cool. marching band. But Latrice did that on an episode of Drag Race. You just need to watch that. You're yep. done. Yeah, yeah. I, I will also say that, like, yeah, being in the parade, I, I probably was also crying from the fact that I was on a float and not watching the, the seeing the stuff that would make can. me angry. Yeah. But also, L, like the way I described it, I mean, that was both years was like it for like. Four hours, yeah. it's like you're walking on stage. Yeah. It's For four so... hours, like, you've walked on to sta- a stage. So constant, yep. right? Yeah. Because it's it like a crazy. moving curtain open or something. <laughs> yes. And I brought rainbow cookies that nobody wanted to eat. Why didn't anyone want to eat <laughs> yeah. them? I would because they were heavy. No, but it was also uh, like 103 <laughs> degrees. Oh, and I, no, yeah. It's also annoying. In New York and L.A., people don't eat desserts like they do in the Midwest. No, they You're don't. right. They don't. You're also, I right. hate rainbow aesthetic. Figures. I hate the aesthetic of a rainbow. I won't wear it. These cookies I'll you would it. like. No, I'll eat I'm it. not a rainbow. <laughs> I'm more like a chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. These were like specialized like Italian rainbow cookies as a coffee cake oh. they oh, were I mean, of course incredible. they were specialized oh yeah you brought them yes yeah. <laughs> well abby thank you so much for being here yes yeah, is there anything you, you want so to like promote i don't yet you don't have but, to. like you should have me back on to talk about a league of their own yeah yeah i am that. so excited super gay oh i imagine so well thanks for being here yeah appreciate thanks for it. having me so much fun thanks for bringing desi yeah, yeah. and another thing Brent had a great idea for a segment that we're going to talk about our gay soundtrack, basically music that we associate with coming out or being our gay youth. Well, actually, or, real quick thing. Yeah. Anytime you've enjoyed a segment on the show, it was my idea. It but was a yeah, Brent yeah. idea. Ah, right. But I want to start by saying that this week, as of recording this episode, Taylor Swift had this song come out called You Need to Calm Down. And the video came out and caused a big brouhaha because it's very clearly a, a a song and video meant to you know specifically cater to the gay community and and you know be an be an ambassador for it and, and mm-hmm. the video is littered with you know the queer eye guys RuPaul yeah, yeah. drag queens like everybody and she yeah. also did a, a Ellen. set Ellen's, Ellen's in it she did a yeah. set at Stonewall last weekend so it's literally uh-huh. like the most yeah. gay friendly thing you can do and it's causing a lot of tr- trepidation well, it's on, causing a lot of trepidation amongst gay people yeah amongst real. gay people who are Complaining that straight it's, people are like it's great, right? But it's very corporate. You know, for for in a lot of ways, it feels very baiting and corporatized. Okay. Yeah. Um. But with that all being said, you know, it's it's obviously very popular right now. It's a number one mm-hmm. song, and the video is you know trending hugely. Yeah. Mm. It's an so, endless parade of gifts from that video. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. Uh, so with that being said, uh, you know, I, I personally I find the song kind of bland in the video. I I'm glad it exists, and it's it listen like. Visibility yeah. of visibility, but you know, it's not a it's not a gay song to me. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it. it's a gay anthem. I didn't listen to it and think, oh, gay anthem. But what I did think, and we had a conversation about yeah. this the other day at dinner. I I will always support queer people getting a gig and like getting a good gig too. And like the fact that I mean, RuPaul and Ellen don't need a gig, but like some of the drag queens and the exposure of some of these artists that maybe are a little bit niche in terms of mainstream media. I like that they're getting exposure on a platform of, like, Taylor Swift level. I think it's, like, bland and tacky, but it can't hurt. Exactly. Visibility is visibility. And until we get a a pop star of Taylor Swift's popularity who is openly 
queer. Mm. You know, we we're this is what we almost have to applaud. As, as long as Taylor Swift doesn't pose naked and write trans yes. lives matters over her cooch. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, now, anyway, now now veering into the uh, segment, Brent, do you want to explain what what you meant yeah, by so, gay soundtrack? So when I said we should talk about our gay soundtrack, this, these are just the songs you most associate with either coming out, being an angsty youth, perhaps your early clubbing days or your recent clubbing days great question and i so we'll start at the very beginning so like angsty youth days i i never had that i yeah (laughs) i know alan i uh i i i was obsessed with the song witness by sarah mclaughlin which is such a garbage song song and it was just like I, I don't know. It's like <laughs> I, love the, I just know. I, Brent and one is of the moving his shoulders like, yeah, in a certain yeah. way. One of the lyrics is like, "Will we burn <laughs> in heaven?" And I'm I'm like in seventh grade, and just like listening to it on repeat, and just like pretending I was goth. I don't know. Yeah. I I never like, but I'm, I I that song will still comes on my iPod, and I can like just viscerally feel. No, it wasn't. It was ninth grade. I can viscerally feel like ninth grade all over again. Yeah, I, my choices. I don't know if it surprises you, but none of my choices are like fun, <clears throat> poppy dance songs. Yeah. In, in all honesty, like my gay, my gay youth, or, or even like in college, it was all like folk music, like like sad, introspective, Lilith Fair type materials. Yeah. So yeah, Sarah McLaughlin, but yeah. I was obsessed with one singer named Alana Davis, who was right. like a sort of niche, ancillary, Lilithy folk star. <laughs> right. And she her big, quote unquote, big hit was a cover of 32 Flavors by Ani DeFranco. Uh. But so with that being said, for me, my quote unquote gay music was all this very similar to Witness. It was yeah. all very like Introspective, super serious, but, yeah, little fairy, Alana Davis, Ani DeFranco, Paula I, Cole. I would Joni also Mitchell. listen. I I crushed on this one dude who was one grade below me, and I don't know if this is gonna be make me seem super crazy or if everyone did this, but I found out like uh, you knew where everyone lived because of the like the phone books, mm-hmm. and I would drive by his house like all the time oh for sure oh, totally. all right so I, I, I was like on the fence between you thinking that was going to be like no, one of these very, rent moments yeah i think that's normal that's like americana uh, at its oh finest my God, I, yeah i, 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 I think there's even a scene by. in american graffiti about it now wait there's yeah. a crossover song between you and alan yeah oh, is there truly, truly madly, madly deeply, deeply. yeah by I loved, savage garden i loved savage garden only but i didn't necessarily love the song it was they're the, so over the top it was they're so over the top and it was the idea so my my music i mean do you want to keep going yeah, yeah my, no, my no, music was I, I did not have angsty childhood i was always i didn't care about the music but i cared about the personality behind the music and sure. if it was if they didn't have a personality it was that i knew something about them that others didn't quite get yet and with savage garden it was that I was like, he a big old homo. Like oh. I, I felt it, and I just—it was just like a thing. And then years later, it was proven to be true. Mm. Um, but my childhood sort of gay songs were all happy, fun, poppy ones. So I had like Madonna's Vogue, but yeah. especially Bette Midler's Friends. Oh, Do you know that song? No, you got to have friends. Oh yeah, Rosie used to sing that. Yeah, of uh, course, Rosie as a, as a yes. goof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was my. The, the, I was, I was, I'm such like the typical gay. What's kid. back for good? A share song? Oh no, that believe. No, that's that take that song that Robbie will that band the British right. band Robbie Williams was. Oh, in. remember when Robbie Williams was rumored it. to be bi? And I, I, I only liked it because I thought they were hot, and I thought. 
was they hot were. for them to be standing in the rain singing back for good. Did you so, think Robbie right. Williams was hot too? Yeah, of course. Mm. So I had I, I never had got to into have Robbie that. Williams. And Me I loved Cher and I loved I mean I'm just I'm, I don't I'm not know. that into Brits. I'm a faggot. Um I will also I'll just Yeah, let's do your clubbing days now. No, I don't have I don't have any. Oh, you have no. Yeah, I didn't have any clubbing music either, really. No, I, right. I, I mean was, Beyonce maybe? I don't I, I wasn't I was going to say by that Britney. Toxic that's by like, Britney. That's like college Did you toxic. dance? No. No. No? Not even then? I mean, in your pink I, I shuffle. <laughs> I shuffle. I get more hate from gay people by me saying I truly hate Britney Spears. Yeah, you don't like yeah. her. I don't get her. I feel bad for her. I actually I feel li- bad I, for I her. Like Britney. I like do. I don't really fundamentally care, but I do like Britney. I, I don't get her. I know, the, you know, in thinking about this question, I did have an interesting observation. Uh, something I hadn't really thought about ref- ref- before or reflected on was while I didn't have songs that that I clung to in a in a way of like discovering my gay identity, I just I didn't have that. What I did do was torture my friends by playing the album to be Arthur just between friends her Broadway show as a bit as a quote unquote bit I would torture them by secretly loved it no I openly loved it yeah and I would torture them within there they were like why do like we don't want to hear her like talk singing anymore but that was my bit like kind of (laughs) talk singing driving them nuts with his beat and and I realized now in retrospect that you know, I, I didn't have, like, I, I wasn't listening to, like, Britney and Christina. Yeah. This was That's my weird really way of kind of, like, in you know, imbuing in my identity to my friends That's, a gay thing. I could totally, like, I couldn't think of an exact example in my life, but you describing that, I'm like, I know I did that, where it was like, I would force this joke. Oh, this was it. I, uh, <laughs> I whenever friends, like, from other cities or, like, cousins or something would come over... Um, I'm so excited where this always, is going. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's, it's not. I would always have them bring their yearbooks, and I would kind of go through their yearbooks. As, I guess maybe like a grinder circa 1998, and I would jokingly become obsessed with the hottest guy in their high school. Yeah. So I'd be like, let's yep. find pictures of Brian or oh whatever. My God. I actually still remember this one dude, my friend Jeremy from Switzerland, brought his yearbook one ah. year, and I still remember the guy's name was Gregory Ronair. <laughs> Because he was really, this guy was like very, like, like super hot. And I, this is my friend, this is probably 20 years ago, and he still remembers. He's like, oh, God, Gregory Ronair, you were obsessed. Oh, my but God. But, like, that, I would do it, and that was, like, my joke. But it, it was, was your like way my of, way of, like, a, a, in a weird sort of Dipping aloof, your toe in yeah. the water. Kind yeah, of, kind yeah, of expanding yeah. your gay identity totally. to your friends That's in a way so that, funny. retrospectively, you're like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my poor I mean, friends were I like. I definitely had the embarrassment of, like, my music making me come off as gay. But I also never really had a problem with coming off like flamboyant it was weird i was embarrassed by certain music i was embarrassed by my love of barbara streisand or even sometimes my love of madonna i was like legitimately embarrassed yeah. by it embarrassed or or, or i was embarrassed protective by it. of it i was embarrassed by it mm. there was the, yeah i wasn't protective it oh because didn't you put that didn't you put oh no that was, was janet jackson a cd no, i would do with a... all cds if people came over i would hide madonna in different sleeves and janet yeah. jackson jackson's whatever like <laughs> janet jackson I would, and led zeppelin yeah right? exactly i would i would <laughs> hide i would hide in all these cds and I don't know what it was about music that, because I didn't mind coming off as flamboyant, but yet music somehow, oh, interesting. like, I think made it can, me really. I in, think I know why. Too far. It was almost like it was too yeah, far over the line. Exactly. It was like it was almost too gay. You could be I, gay, but you couldn't listen to Madonna and yeah. Be gay. I think <laughs> it's funny. because, and I think this is different for us than it is for kids now. I think 
uh, us and maybe maybe a little bit of Generation X and and us, we were so deeply entrenched in the identity that our music di- ha- uh, reflected for us. Mm. Like your music as a teenager in the '80s and the '90s and maybe the early aughts really. It really just defined your identity. It made you, you know, it, it had you section up with certain groups. You wore certain clothes. You had a certain attitude. Like, it really fed so much of who you are, whereas I don't think kids really do that anymore. So at the time, maybe, you know, maybe. consciously or subconsciously, it was yeah. like... People are still very yeah, I think, particular I mean, about their music. I think so, too. I mean, you look kids, at, like... Kids, though? Like, like teenagers? Kids, maybe not te- I don't know. You look at teenagers it's with, like, are, BTS right now and shit, and, like... They're they're in it. They drink the Kool Aid. They are yeah. living that life. Yeah, yeah. Brent yeah. loves BTS. Do you? <laughs> no, oh. he loves uh, what's social. He just likes looking at the social picture. House. BTS Brent... is that a K-pop band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't even know anything about them. All I know is that Michael's <laughs> your sister, boyfriend's sister loves yeah, them. Yeah, Michael's. Oh yes. The, well, his whole his all of his sisters really like them, and we took her to the Rose Bowl, dropped her off, and sat in traffic for two and a half hours oh. picking her up from the Rose Bowl because the BTS was so packed. It's wild. That's and I sat there in the car, insane. ate McDonald's. I would have gotten divorced. And we, we listened to two podcasts. Oh, ours? No. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? Savage Garden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still listen to them? Do you like you still listen to Truly I Madly Deeply? Everything is still on my iPod mm. in theory, but I probably listen to one of their songs once every five years. Okay. Uh, Aunt Joanne would say, "We don't watch Fox News in this family," and I'd say, "That's right, we don't." How about Aunt Anne? Aunt Anne would say, "Honey." The music isn't what tipped people off. <laughs> it was you. It was all you. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to another episode of You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm also El- Elliot Glazer. Oh, I am Elliot Glazer's pussy. <laughs> Jesus. A podcast network.